PW Hustle Networks present PWR at the Movies. Join the professor, Tommy Wonder, and JB as they discuss the greatest pro wrestling moments in movie history. Each was on death row. After 30 hours, I'll set the last one left alive, free. The players. Ruthless killers. The game. Stay alive. Game on. You enjoy what you Let's go, sweetheart. to the big beetle whites what is going on to the hamenites what is going on to the leftites the rightites the themites the republites the israelites the ukraineites the russianites all the ites in between what's going on to the magnificent 70 elite 8 the naughty 9 the terrific 10 you know who you are and where is your popcorn where's your sodas where's your jujubes where's your mints where is the cotton candy? Where's all the movie delectables? Because we, the PWR podcast at the PWL Network at Podbeam.com are going back to the movies. Yes, we have got the 50-inch plasma. We got the sodas. We got the popcorn. We got the hookers. We got the cocaine. We got the blue. We got it all. You know, we got all this because TW in a week is going to be on a cruise with all this anyway. He won't share with the professor, but you know, I have to have it right now. And he is holding a Stone Cold Steve Austin action figure. And pray tell, before we even get into this, I must introduce myself because I am vain like that. You know, I can't go, it's, you know, I grow older if I don't talk about myself, if I don't introduce myself like that. 
I grow 10 years older. So I must introduce myself. It's kind of like like my potion. It is my, you know, it's my shield. So I am the most magnanimous one. I am the most scholarly one. I am the most effervescent one. I am the most stupendous one. But most importantly, I am the most glorious one. The only objective man in this IWC, YWC, PWC punditry. The only objective man in this political spectrum. I'm the only independent man. The true independent. The Professor Chabelle Cruz, and I'm not here alone. No, 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 no. I am here with the conservative liberal, the liberal conservative, the man with the iron stomach, Dr. Frankenstein himself, and, and soon to be getting all the ass, the lady ass, on the orgy cruise in a week. Your friend of mine, Mr. Wonderful, Tommy Wonder. I know it's, it's either a booze cruise, TW, an orgy cruise. I know those Pornhub cruises. I, I was going to pay for one. <laughs> so I know you did, too. I congratulate you. You know, I know you don't want to talk about it. But if you want to talk about the Pornhub cruise, I know, you know, Ava Adams is going to be there. I know Lisa Ann is going to be there. I know Vanessa Del Rio is going to be there. So I hope you can hook up with one of those porn stars. Just do it for the professor. You know, but don't tape it. I don't want to see your, your, your body. I want to see the women's bodies. That's what I want to see. Right. So here's the deal. This is my first cruise ever, and a friend of mine whose birthday is today, Stacy, not Stacy from Dum Dum Doing Idiot that never records videos, but Stacy from Canada. I've met her through Jeff Cavanaugh from, from Impact Wrestling. Anyhow, uh, her and her husband on a cruise, they do a lot of cruises. And uh, I have another American couple that also do a lot of cruises, and they swear by it, man. My one buddy does four years. So I'm, I'm assuming I'm gonna have a good time if you got mm -hmm. people that do this shit on a regular basis, it's it's fairly cheap. I, I'm not even gonna say what cruise line I'm traveling on. I'll just say it's the spirit of boats is what I'm hearing. But mm -hmm. uh, but basically, me and my buddy Chris, we went to Miami two years in a row. This December came and went, and I was like, man, I'm kind of bummed out that I'm not preparing for a January trip to Miami, right? Like Miami has absolutely grown on me. I don't think I could live there, but I do like visiting there. Um, Cost of living's a son of a bitch. The people are awesome. Like it ain't the people that would make me not want to live there. It's the cost of living. But uh, mm -hmm. anyhow, plus I want to be on the Gulf side when I eventually move down there because I like that water. Because I I got in that water in Jamaica and it's it's glorious as you like to say. But anyhow, absolutely. When when Chris first talked to me about doing a um a cruise, he's done them before. I was like, hey man, I I can't be sleeping underwater. Like I thought you sleep below deck, and I'm like I don't. I don't, and then my friend Stacy from the Dumb Dumb Doing Idiot uh, videos, she said, you idiot, it's not a submarine, you're above water. And I'm like, well, then why is there no windows? And I figured it out. It's because there's rooms that face the inside and rooms that face the outside because they got a lot of rooms. So the perimeter is probably uh, windows, interiors, uh, no windows, and then the ends are, are uh, what do you call it, balconies. But anyway, yeah. I, I had them. I had anxiety. I woke up in the middle of the night sweating, going, I can't do it. I can't get on this fucking boat. And I canceled it. So um, so today, uh, I'm on I'm on Snapchat, and Stacy's on there, Canadian Stacy. And, dude, she's walking between two boats on land. And there's a boat on either side of her. And I just thought, I'm going to pass out when I'm standing next to these boats. You ever see Midnight Run? Yeah. Where Charles Grodin's on that plane, and he goes... These things are too big to fly. We're going to crash. I, that's what I'm going to feel like on that boat. So it's too bad I can't smoke weed because of my it job. Is, it's, it's apropos because I know that 
you know, me and TW are Facebook friends, reflectionizing, and I've always seen him. Again, you can't compare a big boat to a little boat. But right. TW religiously during the summer with the Wonderlings is in the river on a little ass boat. Like, what's the difference? But you're on the boat. Uh, Detroit River, you'll fucking drown in that motherfucker if you try swimming in it. Cause I'm just, right? I'm just saying. You but I've been no in the fear. Detroit River in the boat too. Yeah, but you have no fear. You're having fun. You're boozing it I up. Love it. So what's love the it. difference? Oh, the difference is this motherfucker is the size of a building. That's the difference. Okay, I'm just do me a favor. Just know I'm gonna stay drunk and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna Snapchat. I'm gonna TikTok on that some bitch for four days. I'm gonna put stuff on the hustle page on our page. I'm gonna I'm gonna have nothing but a good time. That's my that's my promise. Just just do me a favor before anything before you go on the cruise. Do not watch any boat disaster movies. Okay, just don't do it. So don't, you know, keep an open mind. Keep a I'm fresh staying mind. above deck. I don't care if the chick's the hottest girl I've ever met in my life. If her shit's below sea level, we're, we're going to my room and we're not going nowhere. Because I have not go. I don't want to be wherever Leonardo DiCaprio was when that shit started sinking. Because I tell you right now, my favorite part of Titanic is when that dude fell off the top of that broken half of the boat and hit the propeller well, on his way down. That's going to be me on purpose if this you, thing you, sinks. You know, you, you know what Aquaman loves beyond, below the deck, right? No. Semen. <laughs> he told you that in your DMs, didn't he? Hell no. But anyway, welcome to the PWR podcast. Oh, welcome. Oh, Real boy. quick. Okay. I seen this new term that I like on I'm actually coming around to you calling me this. Uh because it's perfect. It's me in a nutshell, right? Okay. I see it on the dating apps and it says Fiscally conservative, socially liberal. That's me. I'll hang out with anybody, anywhere, at any time. I love everybody. But yeah. I hate my government spending all our money on shit they shouldn't spend it on. So there is the perfect fiscally conservative, socially liberal. Dude, I got a big refund for all this shit I sent to Ukraine. So, you know, I'm just saying. It's good <laughs> It's good for tax season. But neither here nor there. But anyway, welcome to PWR at the movies here at the PWSO Networks at Podme.com. And we're going to have a fun show here. Again, the thing that's funny about this Reflection Ice and TW, we are going to do a movie that, you know, it was on D TW's Blu-ray collection that he never watched. And funny enough, I've seen the trailers on YouTube. I've seen the, tra I saw the trailers in 2007 when this came out. The trailer looked okay, but I just wasn't interested to watch it. So it was the first time even the professor in 2020 dressed watch this movie fully and we are going to review the 2007 classic i don't know i'm putting the air <laughs> cult, quotes there cult, 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 okay. cult classic starring stone cold steve austin the condemned and that's, the, that's it no more what? names after that the, i got the names don't worry about that but any, but before anything before we're going to talk about the plot in the movie and certain things that we you know we grasp from this movie we have to go with you know the business side of it, TW. The funny thing about Stone Cold Steve Austin was you've said it countless times here at the PWR podcast. You've always talked to, oh, God, we're already rolling along. You, you're not going to do an unboxing right now. And I'm I, getting, you're going to cut right to it. I'm all happy I'm, for rain. Did the last episode I'm going to do before no, no, the no, cruise? No. We are going to save the unboxing for the end. You got it. Got it? Okay. Yeah. Now, let's see. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. <laughs> but anyway, Stone Cold Steve Austin, TW, you have religiously said 
that, you know, you've always talked about his merchandise. You always talked about the T-shirts, you know, number one seller during the Attitude Era. And he profited off of the Attitude Era with his merchandise, the Austin 316 shirts, the, you know, the Stone Cold Steve Austin SCSA shirts. I remember those. SOB. The SOB shirts, the BMF shirts, and all that stuff, the Rattlesnake shirts, all of that gambit. So it was apropos for at least Steve Austin to at least have a sniff, if you will. You smell it? You smell that? Hollywood was calling during the Attitude Era. And I remember Steve Austin having these guest appearances on Nash Bridges. When Nash Bridges was a top 20 show on CBS, he played a detective and I believe there was talks about doing a, a Nash Bridges spinoff with Steve Austin as the cop so he could have his own series and all that stuff. But, of course, Steve Austin was fighting 300 days out of the year. He was healthy enough to wrestle. So now it's apropos, TW, I have to use that word again. We get to 2007 and his first uh, debut, if you will, his first starring debut is this movie, The Condemn, which was produced by WWE Films. So we already knew that he was at a negative. You know, Hollywood and WWE Films just did not mesh. It was produced by WWE Films. It was produced by Colossal Entertainment, New Wave Entertainment, distributed by Lionsgate. So let's talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Did he miss the window with Nash Bridges? Because like I said, Nash Bridges was a top 20 show or top 25. I'm being nice here. I don't remember the numbers per se, but Nash Bridges did go on for a lot of years. And again, it was like, the number said, one show for a while back. When, I don't, I think it was on Fridays. Yeah. It might have been number one on Fridays only. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what it was. But it, it was back when people actually watched TV. They didn't DVR it. Right. This shit so the, was live and you watched it or you missed it. So the question is, did Stone Cold Steve Austin miss his chance, just like The Rock took his chance after The Scorpion King, for him to become the crossover star? Or was he doomed to fail with his Hollywood venture no matter what? What say you? I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. So this isn't his first movie, is it? He did some other stuff. He did, like, cameos. Like, the longest but yard this is came his in, first full-length movie is, that he's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy. Okay. Longest so Yard did. came in 2005, but that was a bit part. So I'm just giving what you the, was that one? the Longest Yard with uh, Adam Sandler. Right. So he did the right thing by being in The Longest Yard, by being in Expendables 3 or 2, whichever one he was in. That um, came after. Right. But I'm saying he did the right thing by taking those roles because those were big movies. Well, Expendables wasn't a big movie. But what I think happened is because I don't really know when The Rock really broke out because The Rock was making some dumb shit, too. He was making The Tooth Fairy, but it was Disney. He was making The Nanny or whatever the fuck we had, a little adopted gridiron or something it was called. So he was making movies that weren't exactly blowing Hollywood up either. And then all of a sudden, I think it was G.I. Joe is when he started blowing up and then, boom, he, he was on his way. So mm -hmm. I think if you're Austin in 07, he probably got offered the movie in 06 or 05. Finally got around to being able to do it because didn't he retire in 05? Technically, he retired in 03. Okay. So so he's basically taking the Hogan route because it's probably the only route he thinks there is. Whereas if he would have held off a little bit, he would have saw that The Rock was he was going to go. Because The Rock's number one in the world, not just number one in wrestling making. That, that's why I'm asking you the question because, again, like in 2000, he had that opportunity. Right, but I don't, with I don't the, think he, with the, don't, with the role rock, of Nash. There wasn't a Rock success like this yet. And one of the reasons why I think The Rock 
is where he is today is he that dude did everything man he did an hbo show he did he did whatever he could to get his name and eyes on a tv right Mm -hmm. and then like the rundown was like the condemned you i mean it probably was better produced wasn't it new line or whatever who makes freddie wasn't that who made uh the rundown walking tall but he i think i think austin thought he was making his rundown his his walking tall and thought better things were coming but i think austin found his niche with doing them damn tv shows where he drives around in the doom buggies and and then obviously the podcast yeah, he, did, he, did, he does the reality show he does the podcast I, I think he found his niche there and i i i, I would say this between the two of them, I think The Rock is ready to go anywhere, anytime to film any movie, as long as he thinks it's going to be a success. I think mm-hmm. Austin is somebody that wants to stay close to home. So I think it's, I don't know if it's that he missed the bus, it's that he didn't even stand there and wait for it. Like, he made the right, movies okay. he got offered, said, all right, I'll make some money, and then found his comfort zone having people come to his ranch interviewing them on his ranch, flying them in for his ranch to do the podcast. Plus he's got a spot in LA where he'd have mm-hmm. people come into LA because he owns a little office in LA to do the podcast. So I'll, I think- I'll, say, I'll say this. Stone Cold, you could tell with this movie and all the director video thing, like you said, close to home or close to the WWE bubble, which is right. technically a negative. Again, he did the longest shot. Sure. He did he did the expendables, but everything else he stayed close to the vessel on his time. And maybe he doesn't want the rigors. I don't know if there right. really is a rigors. He's, he's done house. traveling. Like right. The Rock did it when he was – he didn't retire because he was hurt. He was retired because his fucking card got punched in Hollywood. So right. he just kept traveling. And he mm-hmm. probably thought it was great because at least he's in New Zealand for three months, not New Zealand, Singapore, Japan. You know, I'm, I'm just saying this is like a movie what if. Because, right. again, the Nash know. Bridges to me is – could have been. I'm not saying that Stone Cold would have had a 10-year run with right. with a Nash Bridges spinoff because right. he's playing a detective. But right. at the time, he's the number one guy, the number one draw with him and The Rock. He's he's technically he's a he's a, actually a level above The Rock in terms of the Hollywood thing because he was creeping up with the SNL thing. He was creeping up with the Scorpion King, uh, right. you know, bit part you could say. But Austin with the Nash Bridges, that was still something bigger. That w that Vince McMahon can say that's mine. He's right. my guy and all that stuff. But, I but think- I'm going to tell you the difference between the two of them. Okay. And this isn't a knock on Austin. And I'm going to say this first and foremost. The one thing I took out of this this condemned movie is never mm-hmm. once did I think he was bad acting. I think that about Cena often. Right. Mm-hmm. I love Cena, but I feel like he's acting when I watch him. My favorite bad actor is Mark Wahlberg. Second is probably John Cena because they both crack me up even when they're not trying to. Right. Mm-hmm. Austin. In that movie, The Condemned, A, I didn't feel like he was Stone Cold Steve Austin. I did look at him and go, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, I didn't think Conrad Bain, whatever the fuck his name was, but I didn't feel like he was being Stone Cold that's Steve the, Austin. That's Conrad Bain from different strokes. They, they ain't right, the right, same guy. Right, whatever. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is I didn't feel like he was being Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. And But I think in 2001, 2000, with all that... I think he would have been straight up typecast into making only movies like Expendables and Condemned, whereas The Rock, because of Saturday Night Live, because of his skits where he played the guitar and ripped on Vicky Guerrero and something, he started showing multiple dimensions, not just badass. He showed he would be the laugh. He showed he could get the laugh at someone else's expense. So I think he he was spreading his wings to show people he can do anything. And again, I still think you know, it's, 
he, he didn't hit overnight. I think the Rock paid his freaking dues, man. Because no, even I'm, the I'm two just saying. Fans, yeah, you're right. You know, there were bad movies, but then again, he he found his I niche. Bad, I just think low budget. Because that's the one no, thing no, I would no. say about this movie. I he don't found think it. No, bad. Well, let, let's, be real, let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real. The Rock found his niche after Fast and the Furious. Right. Then GI Joe came, so yeah. he was part of a franchise but he that got, worked. He called franchise Viagra is what they were calling. Right. GI Joe. Uh, did he do Transformers? He didn't do Transformers, did he? No. He did yeah, Journey he did. to the Center of the Earth. That was the third one. Mm-hmm. And Jumanji. Well, we're not doing a Rock uh, PWR. No, no, no. But I'm saying, but I get what you're going. Rock, I'm just saying that look at with the Rock's Stone body Cold, of work. Yeah. It's all over the place. Look yeah. at Austin's. It's Expendables. It's Condemned. It's Revolver. It's, 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 it's the it's, Army guy. It's the shoot yes. him up. It's the beat him up kind of guy. He should He's have been one a fucking Marine. Right. He, he should have been gung-ho and G.I. Joe, damn it. But that's the problem. He got typecast, and I think he just didn't enjoy it. You know, maybe, you, maybe it's so. one thing to enjoy the shit. It's another thing to do it to get a paycheck. And that, right. I feel like, but, but I can't say this enough. I don't think this was a bad movie. I think it was rushed. I think they just fucking breezed by a lot of things and just left it to your imagination, right? Like, the ending is kind of fucking stupid. Um well, before that, before that. No, I know that. I'm not going to give away the answer. No, 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 not, not about that. I'm just, I wanted to answer your question about being rushed. The budget, it was a good budget, though. It was a budget of $20 million. What wow. it made in the box office was half of that, or a little bit less, or 40, it was 45% less. It made $8.6 million totally worldwide, give or take. So, you know, they did take a loss on this, but this was, again, WWE Films. Reflectionites. Again, I think WWE. Yeah, that is 40%. But WWE, you agree with me. WWE films in Hollywood just don't mesh because they don't respect WWE films. You just say that. So if they kept it as a as a secret, like uh, a secret. Uh, Does it say what they made on video? Because I think they were probably gunning for video sales. No, I don't need got budget and box office numbers right now. I don't have the, the video numbers or the details. They got numbers. six bucks for me for the Blu-ray. <laughs> So maybe add yeah, on. I still haven't opened. So let's just let's just uh, guesstimate. I say they probably added another four million. So that's about twelve million totally. So that's not. I'm not gonna say that's good. And then, but and then they're making money because it's on Tubi. They're making money because it's on Pluto. They're you know they're, right. they're they're probably inching towards breaking even at some point. You know, but then again, it's a loss. I I'll bet you of that twenty million, a couple of it went to Austin. The, the but there's first, a lot of blow up shit in that movie. Right. No, I just want to say this. The first thing in my notes, T.W., is when I saw the movie and then when it was right there and I saw it say WWE Films, you know what I did? <laughs> I, know <why laughs> I, I know why I failed. Right. That, that was the thing. Is just Once you see WWE Films. But the Scorpion King was WWE Films, too. No, it wasn't. It was WWE Films through New Line Cinema. It says it's no. produced by Shane McMahon and his wife. Are you sure about that? Yes. You got the tapes. No, it was it was on the screen. The Scorpion King was a collab, a collab as the kids say in the rap songs, mm-hmm. a feature. But uh, what's what, what's Shane's wife's name? Maria? Or, wait, wait, wait. You, the Scorpion King itself or the Mummy thing? Because the Mummy franchise is the spinoff to the Scorpion King. That's why no, I say it's not the that. Scorpion King is a spinoff from the Mummy. Right. But, but it's, it's WWE not. films distributed by New Line Cinema. Like this is Lionsgate or whatever you just said. I'm telling you, it's what the Marissa McMahon, whatever his fucking wife's name is. Those Linda. two produced, not Linda, Shane's wife. Oh, I don't know her. 
her. Ew, Shane McMahon and his wife. It was, if it wasn't WWE films, it was his wife and his film company. But uh, it was produced by Marissa McMahon or whatever the hell her name is, and it was it was a spinoff of that. But WWF was heavily involved. They fucking mm-hmm. pushed it on Raw. They pushed it everywhere. Okay. Well, I, I, you know, they got lucky. Only WWE films got right. lucky with one movie. But they didn't get lucky with everything else, give or take. So now let's get into the condemned here, TW. So, again, the budget was $20 million and they made, half, they made close to half of that. Plus, you could say with the DVRs, uh, money too. So they made more than half of it back, but they still took a loss. The premise of the movie TW reminded me, you, you should know what this movie kind of reminds you of with this. It kind of reminds you of The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because it's the same kind I can tell of you, thing. We, we did this movie already. It is right. <laughs> it is it is the Running Man, but it was the it's present day Running Man with a twist reflection. So with this being said, Stone Cold Steve Austin is the lead character. He plays a special operatives Navy SEALs uh, captain named Jack Conrad. And he was falsely imprisoned in El Salvador because, you know, he was doing those covert missions reflectionites that the U.S. government, your U.S. government, black that ops. You vote, he was doing black ops. But your government, the Dems of the Repubs, they will never take responsibility for all these black ops uh, things going on around the world. That's why the United States is the most evil country in the world. I don't know That's about it. that. It, it, about is. that. it is because this this things like this happen all the time. But anyway, uh, there's motherfuckers that. getting thrown off the roofs for being gay in some countries. I don't know if we're the most evil. But, at, the most but at least you know it. It's out there in front of you. That's what <laughs> I, it, we're the, the most capable. I can, res- I can respect people saying, I don't like that. We're going to throw you off the roof for it. But neither here nor there. But anyway. Don't start he, nothing. Won't be he, nothing. Right. So if we get canceled, neither here nor there. There are opinions I was wrong. of. I was wrong, by the way. Produced by. Vince McMahon. But either way, the most six. Well, you talk about condemned, or you talk about score production company WWE Entertainment, Alpha Film Films, Misha Films, distributed by Universal Pictures. Right. This was before. This I think Scorpion King was before the WWE film was being uh, created, if you will, TW. But anyway, Steve Austin is imprisoned in an El Salvador prison camp, but. Like I said, this movie kind of reminds us about like The Running Man. So Steve Austin's in a camp, and there is this television producer, an evil television producer. It's not played by Richard Dawson. I forget his name. But he is trying to create the next big viral moment, TW. So for 2007 purposes, it's funny because the, the premise of the show is 10 prisoners from around the world are trapped on an island so it's survivor on crack if you will i'm just trying to give a great analogy here it's survivor on crack you have 30 hours with a bomb on your ankle you must survive you must kill off the other nine convicts from around the world to win your quote-unquote freedom kind of reminds me of the running man tw so what say you about the premise because again with the viral moment and i find it funny because logistically this was a this was an illegal stream. This is like spot. This is right. not this. Right. This is this is like BTV, which I like that as as a plot point because it's saying unlike the Running Man, which was on network TV, this mm-hmm. was guerrilla radio. This was right. This was illegal, and the Navy's looking for him on the side, 
trying to find them. I like that part of it. So that's why I say it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad plot. It's not. Here's, it's just here's, the, here's the problem I have with it. How do you find out about this? Because in 2007, there wasn't a, you know, MySpace can do wow, only so much. You know what's funny you say that? I didn't even put that. I mean, 2007, the internet's out there. Yeah, but it's almost like pay per view, and it was fifty dollars like a pay per view. Right, but I'm you know, looking at it like WWE Network. You know what I mean? Like I'm not even looking at. We're so spoiled with 2020 stress yeah, because you yeah. know you could go on Facebook, you could be on, you could be on the PW Hustle Facebook fan group, and I could say, here's the link to this guerrilla rate guerrilla warfare thing. Like yeah, you yeah, said, yeah, for fifty yeah. for fifty bucks, you click the link, and we go from there. In 2007, you only got MySpace, but you can only do so much with MySpace. So you can't do, you know, I'm only putting music on, you know, my music, right. my top five music and my top five friends. Yeah. Again, YouTube is. You're, you're more downloading stuff to listen to after downloads, not while right. it's happening. That's what I'm saying. So it's yeah. kind of weird because the television producer himself was so like amped for this, for this viral video, this viral gorilla video thing. He wanted to eclipse the Super Bowl, which was 40 million, which is really a dumb number because they don't do they do 40 million by the half. They do 100 million. So he had a target number, 40 million downloads. So 40 million times 50 bucks. Yes, he's making a chunk of change. So let's say yeah. ATW about the television producers, you there, know, overall goal. There's another movie, and I think it was before this. It was called 15 Minutes. It's a really, really good movie. It's ahead of its time. It's Ed Burns. Anything Ed Burns does, I watch and I enjoy. Um, and it's got Oleg, Oleg, Oleg Tark, Tarkov. used to be a UFC fighter. Uh, and then another dude. And they were basically Russians that came to America. And I saw this in the theater. David Allen Greer's in it. Um, they basically want to be famous because of the internet. So they walk around with cameras, killing people, blowing stuff up, and then mm -hmm. putting it on the internet. But it was more of a YouTube type thing, not as it happens. And so there's the, the idea was already there. So I guess it's not a stretch to say, let's do it live, you know? Mm -hmm. But what was bullshit is they're all watching it in the bar. There's no way to hook a damn laptop to that, the TV in 07. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the little plot holes, if right. you will. But, but it's... Again, it's, it's it's no, no, actually, no. Actually, it's not that difficult because you can do the laptop and you can find a connection with your HDMI cables. Yeah, yeah that, you, were they around in 07? HCMI? I don't know if, if it was around in 07, but there was a cable connection. It was a yeah. special cable connection that you could put on your TV to connect from that. But, but it didn't buffer. the buffering. Yeah, yeah, it didn't buffer. They would have been yeah. buffering like crazy in 2007. But neither here nor there. Again, especially little, the more people that got on it. If you if you're at you know 10 million people. Or however many people. No, they were at but, 17 or 18 million. At no, at, at, at certain instances during the fights, it went up to like 8 million. It went up to 12 no, million. He said 17 or 18 at one point. No, no. Yeah, but by the time the main event, you could say it went up to 40 million that he wanted. He got the number oh, that he, he wanted. He got the so, number. I didn't yeah, know that. But it took certain fights. But before we talk about the fights, reflection, that's, again, this is this is a quick movie. Again, if you saw The Running Man, you get the gist of it. Because Steve Austin is in an El Salvadorian camp feeding rats. He doesn't want to be fucked with. But the television producer has got to scout, if you will, uh, reflectionize. So he, he's got to go to the, the, these prisons around the world. So he went to Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, prison camp in El Salvador. Of course, he's an American. He's a soldier. 
but you know, he he didn't give up. He didn't give a good bio, if you will. So he had to create a bio. It was funny. He was he's a KKK member. He was racist, and he burned down a retarded camp. They, their words, not mine. He he bombed a retarded camp. I you didn't forget. Make this shit up. You, that's one thing they couldn't do in 2023. But let's how let's talk about how they had to find Stokes on the first. They come and tell the guy they killed our Arab. That's how they had to go find Stone Cold. They were looking for another Arabic guy to replace the guy they lost. And he Mm -hmm. goes, we need this whole country watching. And they go, we got a guy in Guatemala. He goes, I don't want a Guatemalan. I want an Arab. But then when he said it was an American with all the anti-American sentiment, this is before Trump by nine years saying Mm -hmm. it was an anti-American sentiment. Um, They got Austin and made him out to be the ultimate bad guy. But there's also where the Mexican couple are getting killed, they're talking shit about Mexicans, and they're going, oh, it's cold there, isn't it, you Mexicans or whatever? I'm like, what the hell? No wonder this bombed. I bet you it was theaters that wouldn't play it in 07. Who who knows? But again, the, the one thing that the television producer had to do, like I said, he had to go to these prisons around the world. He had a lot of connections with the, with these uh, prison guards. he had guards. to pay to get them out. And he had to pay to get them out. So... One of the prison, uh, let's say, auditions, if you will, T.W., is another wrestler in this movie, Nathan Jones, who did not, you know, reach the uh, superstar status. That was in Nathan the Earth. Jones? Yes. The other he, Stone Cold Steve Austin? He played Peter Ratzep in one of those prisons where he had to audition. He had, he had the worst audition because he had to beat up four people. Everybody else got a one-on-one or maybe two-on-one. Right. Nathan Jones had to earn his stripes to get to the to the island by beating up four or five guys. What say you about Nathan Jones? This was the best wrestling he did in all the career, in the most career that I ever saw him. And then he, when he fought Austin on the island, Austin was doing his work punches. Man, he was he was punching like he was punching uh, the Rock. It was awesome. But I didn't. I knew he looked familiar. I just assumed he was an actor uh, when they first showed him. And I think this was by by design. Uh, I knew he was bigger, so I knew it wasn't Austin. But it was mm-hmm. all—it was almost like they wanted you to think it was Austin because you just saw him standing there with a bald head that had the horseshoe in. And I'm like, there ain't no way in hell Austin is going on TV with the horseshoe because I've seen him do many interviews where he hates having the stubble grow in and having the horseshoe. Uh, you know, it's funny you say that. So let me ask you this hypothetically: we know the movie bombed. But why cast Nathan Jones, like you said, because it's like a doppelganger with Stone Cold Steve Austin. So you're actually watching Stone Cold twice. Maybe that's it. You could say if you're, you know, for all the, let's say the, you know, the slow and challenged people, damn, there's Steve Austin fighting twice. I don't know. But again, you could have cast someone like, you know, another big dude, maybe like not Giant Gonzalez, but, you know, or Great Kali or something yeah. like that. You have something. Wasn't Great Kali in the in the Longest Yard, too? Yeah, he, he was in the Longest so Yard. So I would think it's one of two things. One, an intentional swerve. So you thought it was Stone Cold. Okay. Uh, and then you thought Stone Cold versus him would be Undertaker versus Undertaker. Or that's Austin's buddy, and he got him in the film and said, dude, he's perfect for it. Let's use him. And that's why he probably had the horseshoe is so that you didn't think it was Stone Cold. You know what I mean? Like the differentiating mm-hmm. difference differentiate between them uh but i think he did good the only thing i have a problem with him is you got him in there he's the only other guy i recognize i didn't know his name so now it's vinnie jones austin and nathan jones um he's like one of the first to die like the the old man that looks like dale from walking dead then him and it's like this guy's not the main event i understand vinnie jones being the main event 
that dude's the butcher and and lock stock and smoking barrels and snitch um he's, he was he's the, in a uh, lot he was of, the uh, he was the aussie kicker in euro trip you know in that comedy yeah, he's so. he's always a badass in those english movies right and then mm-hmm. in the states he's he's i've still uh, another blu-ray i own that i've never watched is gangs of new york and okay. uh he's probably in that so uh, but Vinnie Jones is good. And that's funny because I didn't know if it was 07. I actually thought it was earlier than that because Vinnie Jones looks so young in this movie that I'm like, man. Well, but, it, but they it, do something with Vinnie Jones that I like, too, for this movie. It, it's funny you say Vinnie Jones. So I'll give the cast the character as best as I can here. Steve Austin plays. Recognize nobody. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, again, you won't recognize him. But again, we have to at least talk about the the. The convicts yeah. here. I'm not going to say every 10 convicts because right. none of them really mattered. But you got Steve Austin, Jack Conrad, or Jack Riley. You got Vinnie Jones as Ewan McStarley. He was the other special ops from the Great Britain side. So, you know, it was kind of even killed, like you said, the main event between Austin and Vinnie Jones. You got Manu Bennett as Paco Pacheco and his wife. What was it, her name? Uh, oh, Dazi Ruiz as Rosa Pacheco. So you got uh, Nathan Jones is in this movie as Peter Ratsap. You got Masa Yamaguchi, the other the Asian guy that was you know, Vinnie Jones' second as Go Saga. So what say you about the cast, the characters with so, the convicts? So you just did listen to this. You just did five people, and I think the Asian was six. You just mm-hmm. did six, and then there's the black guy with the dreads and the black chick that blows right. herself up. Okay. That's the only eight people I see die. There's two more people that never get killed. And then when they when that girl blows herself up and it looks like well, Austin's in there. Remember the the first thing when all ten were in the helicopter being dropped down. Yeah. One of the prisoners actually dies because they dropped him on the rock and he he, he got his heart impaled. So he was uh, already down to eight. So technically, uh, it was already down to no. It was already down to nine. That's nine. But where's the other ten? I never because so the first guy dead is Dale from Walking Dead, right? Wait, I actually you didn't him say that? his name. You didn't say I, his name. I don't so know Dale everybody's name. Dead. Mm-hmm. There was only two girls, right? The black girl and the Mexican girl. Mm-hmm. And then so and, that and would the be black eight. and and the black girl killed another older white guy. That's Dale from the fucking Walking Dead. Okay, and then so the black dude. I love how she killed the black dude, mm-hmm. giving him a massage and then pulling the pin on his gimmick. Well, and he's like, before, "Oh shit, another bitch got me." Before anything, <laughs> reflection. Let me try to explain this because TW gave a great part, and I like this. So while the 10 convicts are fighting each other, well, like, well, nine convicts, because the guy died instantaneously on the rock and he got his heart pale. The goal of the fight was to, you know, either kill them or try to get the, uh, the bomb off their ankles because it was triggered. So that was that was which killed the, them. That was the Achilles heel of all the convicts, because that's what actually got the black girl to at least extend her life on the island because she did it t- not once but she did it twice you know it, it's funny because again like you said the dale guy that got killed what did he want to do he wanted to rape her so you Which know makes sense right and, and the funny thing about it reflection ice was the producers they were on the island but they were on the other side of the island watching this as it was going safe. on in, in the safe house you could say but they were amped for this but it was funny, T.W., because the, the television producers, you know, the, the cameraman, the guy working the, the online stuff, the online programmer, at first they were excited. But then for some strange reason, as the hours waned by, they grew a conscience. Come on, T.W., what is this? Dude, what is this? 
What is that? Because I don't think they anticipated rape. They thought everyone was going to die. They raped one attempted rape, and one did get raped. You wait again. This is a plot hole to me. You got ten convicts from the the, the scummiest prisons in the world. The rap sheet is big. The rap sheet's a ton. You're going to have a conscience because some girl's going to get raped? You don't know what she did. You know, But, Professor, if you and I were watching that and watch someone getting raped live, you're going to be like, damn. It, it, yeah, I didn't see that one coming. And here's what I thought. I thought that the, the black chick was going to get killed first. I'm like, why do they even have women on here? They're just making them look like they got no chance anyway. But then they mm -hmm. made the... The, the black girl ended up being tough. She killed two people and then blew herself up because she got shot with the arrow. Um, mm -hmm. And then the Mexican girl, it was like, what the fuck did she even do to go to prison? They said her and her husband went on a murder spree, yet well, she was... He, I think he did the murder spree. It was like a little bit of different of Bonnie and Clyde. She just right. was... She was just back... She was just supporting she her man. She just thought he was hot. Right. She was She was hot. And, you <laughs> and he was a bitch. The whole movie, he was a bitch. Well, you, you know what? For the for the Mexican uh, cartel uh, couple, you could say a TW. Yes, he was a bitch. I agree with you 100 percent because his first interaction. Well, Stone Cold's first interaction was his first fight. Reflection Nights. Let me just say this before the the Mexican you know interaction, he had to fight Nathan Jones, his doppelganger. So we have to talk about that first. Right. So Steve Austin necessarily didn't want to fight. He was actually. The, the funny thing about Steve Austin was his special ops training kicked in. He looked at the at the at the helicopter. He was looking at the navigation controls. He was looking at the island. He was look. He can tell he was like a human GPS. What's the YouTube about the the brilliance of Steve Austin using his special ops training? And, and he only wanted to do one thing. He was resigned to die. He wanted to get to the phone. Talk to his girl and tell her where he put his money, and then he was fine dying. He wasn't going to kill these people. He was just going to detonate when that thing went off. And and in the beginning, when they all get that thing put on him, everyone's belly aching except him. He's the one looking around, going, "Look at these pussies," you know, just like mm -hmm. he just thought, "Here it is." And and I think they did a good job, and he did a good job acting. Where he's feeding rats, right? They're showing his humanity. Mm -hmm. And then when he kills someone, they show his brutality. Shout out to Rhea Ripley. But mm -hmm. it was to people that deserved it. And you've seen that theme in many movies where people are mercenaries and they're, they're lovers to their family and friends. And then when they kill people they think deserve to die, it's a job. And right. uh, what's his name was like that? Uh, um, in the movie? I, huh? Well, you're talking about in the movie or you're just saying in general? Well, Austin was like that in the movie. Oh, the Iceman, the, the mm -hmm. serial killer, the real serial killer when he did that show on HBO. Oh, okay. Uh, the Iceman Confessions or whatever, which is where Stone Cold, coincidentally, thought of the name. was That guy was the Iceman, and he became Stone Cold because he wanted to be – But that guy was like – he his daughters had no idea he was a serial killer. He raised his daughters and his wife, and but when he killed somebody, it was a job. And I think that guy killed – 200 people or you know they were hits mob hits mm -hmm. and stuff but right. that guy didn't look at it as murder he looked at it as people that don't deserve to be here but he's getting paid by other people who don't deserve to be here uh, and he had no problem killing any of them so austin was like that and maybe the part that you just have to feel him giving out is he was okay with dying because he knew he did a lot of bad shit and this was his turn. He just wanted to take care of his his girl and her two kids by letting them have that money. And he and he made it, but again, right. rushed. You know? Yeah. And uh But I let's let's talk let's 
like you said, Stone Cold fought, but he needed a reason to fight. He didn't right. want to fight. He didn't want to. Be, right. He was looking to go he to the no safe. He had no intention of playing that game. He didn't want to play the game. He was just wanted to get to a phone. He just wanted to know where the phone was to call his girlfriend. Yes. But he had to fight to get to the phone. So the right. first fight he had was left against him alive. Was against <laughs> it was against Nathan Jones. So the so you got the WWE star against the WWE star, or you know if you want to call him a WWE star. So let's say you about the collision of Stone Cold Steve Austin, Jack this, Conrad, this, and this Nathan is, Jones. This is the second place with the the problem I have with the rushing it right. So okay. they do kind of make up for it a little bit later. The that bomb on their leg, the the meter. Mm-hmm. Is in like uh, if you ever see the oximeters that you put on your finger, it's in that little pouch that you put it in when you're not using it. It was mm-hmm. protected, right? But it was protected by like a, a fucking Swiss Army knife handle case, right? Right. And so when they're falling out of the helicopter, the way they threw Austin out of the helicopter, the two ways you could detonate were by pulling the tab or mm-hmm. tampering. How the fuck did these guys roll down mountains and it didn't shake a wire loose? To make the bomb go off, you know that's well. Well, most of the convicts landed in water. One died, and then Austin landed on the beach and rolled down. He was the only one that that legitimately looked hurt. So there is another plot hole. He should have had broken ribs. He right. should have had maybe a turned and, ankle and or something like that. Had a broken knee from Vinny busting him in the knee with the gun, and mm-hmm. that's the other problem. This dude hands him. He called it Christmas, which is straight out of the Hunger Games. Uh, where they dropped the the bag of guns and bombs and a crossbow. Like, those guys should have won hands well, down. Well, with that being said, I just want to talk about the fight first, and then I'll yeah. go to that. Say. So, Nathan Jones, again, you said it was like real wrestling punches between Austin and, and Nathan Jones. Were you expecting clotheslines? We got a suplex. We did get a back suplex. But, yeah, belly to back, yeah. No, I wasn't expecting clotheslines. I... I don't really know what I was expecting, but um, I know in the rundown and and walking tall, there's clotheslines, there's you know mm-hmm. kicks, um, right. possibly a regular suplex too. I one of the movies had a regular suplex, but that could have been Expendables. But no, I I just looked at it as a Hollywood movie fight. I didn't I didn't expect or notice anything that made it would look have like been a, other than the punches the punches would it have been would it have been cheesy if you got yes. wrestling moves okay yes. that's what i just yes. wanted to say that so when you have two wrestling guys trying to fight each other in a hollywood setting i was kind of technically expecting a back suplex i was technically expecting a body slam or just something like you know or shoulder block or something like that you know i'm not expecting like a power bomb or a hit or a frankensteiner but I, you know i'm expecting <laughs> the the simplistic wrestling maneuvers like a body slam a clothesline or something like that just to keep the flavor of it it's the wwe films produced movie so why not god damn it stone colds god damn it nathan jones we need some wrestling we need some clotheslines and kicks and stuff like that i want a stone cold stunner action or something like that you know i, I think vince mcmahon would have been well, he he. The scene now start, started in 2007, so I would expect Vince McMahon to say, "Can we fit a Stone Cold Stunner in this movie, uh, Austin?" And then he said, "God damn it, pal, no, hell no." So he <laughs> kept it simple with a a nice brawling fight, and of course he pushed Nathan Jones off, and the, he actually didn't touch the 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 bomb on his ankle. It was the it was the fall. It was, tri- it was triggered because he was out of the out of the realm, out of the safe zone of it. So. 
once he got off the island, it triggered itself. So he blew up there. So Nathan he blew Jones, up in midair. That was actually a pretty. So that's the first scene where I saw what I thought was coming, and it never came. And I wish it would have. And it was what? it was definitely the the right part to do it. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh man, my buddy's coming here to pick up stuff, but not till after we're done. So I wanted to see because this scene. Well, no, I think the thought popped in my head before the scene, but when he looks over and he sees that red thing in the in the bushes mm-hmm. and his eyes light up like shit, which one of, and neither one of them know which one it is, which gives him the opening to take the rock, hit hit uh, Nathan in the head and then push him off because mm-hmm. it ended up being Nathan's. What I wanted to see and I wanted Austin to be the one to do it. Okay. I wanted to see Austin's pin get pulled. For the swerve. So you thought he's dying. Mm-hmm. But then him do something to the guy. Take his red thing out. And put it back in his run. And then that guy blow up. Does it make sense? Yeah it makes sense. You know, try I to wanted eat. to see a swerve. They did do a swerve later on. But a horrible one. Because if you're watching at home. It's just stupid what they finally did. But we'll move on to the next fight. Yeah. No, well again. He pushes off Nathan Mills. It was one of the highlight fights I wanted to talk about, at least in this movie. And then something that you said, because, again, this is survival on crack, Reflection Night. So one of the things they did during the 30 hours, but we find out a little bit later in the movie is that the television producer made a deal, quote unquote, with one of the contestants, Vinnie Jones. So the other specialized person from Great Britain. So what what was part of the movie was there was these care packages that the helicopter brought down. So one care package had a sandwich, water, and then another care package had weapons, knives and guns and crossbows and all this shit. So TW and there it was convenient like the black guy got the care package of food cuz he was hungry and he was thirsty. So you thought it was like a natural care package that if you was, you know, fittest of the survival but the second and third care packages were very strategic for vinnie jones to 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 get so what say you about which is which is what i liked what they did it made no sense to do it in the in the midst of the movie but when you find out why at the end because also makes no sense what vinnie and the asian guy are doing like like they're just the two worst human beings that ever were born until you find out why at the end Mm-hmm. Because of what you well, he he didn't make the deal with the Asian. He only made the deal right, with Vinny. Vinny so Vinny kept him because Vinny was smart enough to say, "Hey, the two of us can wipe out the other eight, and then we'll worry about us." Right. So of course, there always has got to be an antagonist, and we we have to focus a little bit on Vinny Jones for a second. Tw, like you said, you saw him in Gangs of New York. I saw him on Euro Trip as that Aussie kicker, you know, soccer thing. It was a comedy, but it was funny. But anyway. He played the role to a T as being yeah. the antagonist. He played the role as being a special ops from Great Britain and all that stuff. He had no conscience. He did what he did. Like you said, he raped the, the Mexican chick. He beat he punished and like treated the other Mexican like a dog. He, you right. know, he, he outsmarted the Asian assassin. So what say you about Vinnie Jones's uh, contributions to the movie of the condemned? It, it, it he's great and like i said i don't think this is a bad movie i i think it's rushed i think people would absolutely say it's a bad movie and i would say it's because they wanted it to be like like 
there's bad movies, man. Like mm-hmm. there's very few movies that I start watching and don't finish, but there's a couple. And one of them is that fucking Seth Rogen movie where they find the alien, whatever the hell that movie is. Um, when they're in the RV. Okay. God awful. Something distracted me. I never went back. And another one's called gummo. Uh, don't even bother looking into it. It's fucking guy at work told me to watch is an indie film. They didn't keep that shit in the Indies, but other if, movies if, are Is there bad. a wrestler in it? Is there a wrestler in it? No, dude. It's like yeah, life. You're lucky. You're lucky there wasn't because I might do a <laughs> PWR. But go ahead, T. Um, but 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 like this movie is just it's it, they didn't the pacing is the only thing. It's just so rushed. But like you mm-hmm. said, it's the movie can't be too long because it's ten people trying to kill each other. Like what I'll say is it's an inferior Hunger Games. Hunger Games are awesome movies. But they're mm-hmm. fucking four movies for three books because they pace it out. They give you time to invest. There's no time to invest in this movie. You because again, you got sorry you, for you, nobody. Te- you technically got thirty hours to do what you got to do to win right. this competition right. or get blown up. So you got to do whatever by any the, means necessary. The little bit that they try to get you to invest in is that Mexican couple, but he's such a bitch so quick that you don't care, and she's such a fucking weak woman that you just question how the fuck she was there in the first place pardon me travis but because she's just like what kind of killer is she like she should have died sooner and and i think we talked about it if uh, we talked about why benny was doing what he was doing mm-hmm. not not totally but go ahead because the guy asked him to put on a show so benny was doing it for the ratings otherwise he wasn't that savage of a guy he just he's capable of it he has no conscience like you said and he thought he was going to get paid well for it and then he actually had an affinity for Stone Cold because he said they were the same guy. They got used up by their government, left behind, turned, that it was never personal. It was just business, and Austin wasn't having it. But it was – it. I liked Vinny. Vinny. Vinny brought a lot to this movie. If it wasn't – like, for example, when I watched The Marine, I think uh, the evil Terminator is the bad guy, uh, Patrick, whatever his name is. Robert so, Patrick. Robert Patrick. So when you have someone – who makes you hate him is a better movie for it. And Vinnie Jones almost wins you over in the end with what he's saying, other than the fucking the massacre he did before Austin showed up. That mm-hmm. that makes him fucking heartless. But the way he was with Austin, like, nah, man, we're the same. And he said it twice. Twice he told him they were the same. And Austin's like, we ain't shit alike, motherfucker. Yeah. So but listen, uh-huh. the black guy had the best line in the whole damn movie. When that chick, he's like, yeah, I was with a chick and she got me robbed. And guess what happens when you get caught with kilos and sangrila, the death penalty. And he's like, so I'm a little, like, you just think, like, why is this scene even in this movie? Like, they're falling in love, right? In a 30-hour crunch. And then when she did it, he goes, oh, damn it, a bitch got me again. <laughs> and he blew and up. And he blew up. Yeah, that was the and best part of it. It's your sucker shit right there. That was, that was beautiful. Let me just say one thing about this movie reflection as that I liked to a degree, TW. So, you know, with the island being, you know, I think it was in the in the South Pacific, whatever. It was a it was a private island with the safe house. Epstein Island. Yeah, you could whatever. I didn't see Epstein, but neither here nor there. But anyway, you know, he, he, he rented it out. They got good catering in Epstein Island, but you neither here nor there. But yeah, they do. They, I didn't but, know they had little boys there. No, catering. I said they have great catering. Well, if you went here. there. Dude, I I went for the wings. I went for the buffalo wings. But neither here nor there. But anyway, the 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 camera work again. It's 2007. You have to at least give props to. I, either they were trying to 
that was the future with all the cameras, the 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 kind of drones. Even though I, I don't know if drones were a thing in 2017, but you could see the camera work. And, of course, the the, the live gorilla cam people that were like shooting the close up <laughs> for the HD. What say you about the what the attempts of trying to give the, the, the masses to pay the 50 bucks for the camera work, supposedly? I mean, dude, it was well done. It was well put together, like for for what they were doing. They went all in. Like he he wasn't trying to spend ten dollars to make fifty million dollars. He was spending a hundred million dollars to make five hundred million dollars. Like he put some money into it. Like getting the island, getting these people out of prison, getting these cameramen who end up being bitches, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, dressed up like fucking uh, yes, Bushman because and they, they, they want they want to see people blow up, but they can't. They they don't like rape. Rape is right. they, they, rape is a touchy subject. I, but they want to see people get blown up. But neither here nor there. Go ahead, TW. I'm just, I just wanted to say that. Well, I, I, I just think, I mean, if you, I have a mom, you have a mom, we all have moms, mm -hmm. and then I have daughters. I, I wouldn't want to watch that. Like, hey, this is what we signed up for. But at the end of the day, I, I still question, you know what? I'm with you. You got no problem with these broads getting beaten and murdered, but you got a problem with them getting raped. At least, well, I can't say that. We'll get canceled if I would have said what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> the opinions of TW was almost. I'm not going to say it. Not agreeable um, with the professor, but we would agree with it off air. But neither here nor there. <laughs> I want to say this, TW, because again, I like the, the what they attempted with the the technology. You could say, it, but again, it's still 2007. You and I both know there was going to be some plot holes. There was going to be extensive buffering, even if you paid for 50 bucks. The one the, the one thing that I found funny was Steve Austin getting to the safe house. What did he do? He, whatever he did with the ankle bracelet, he covered it. He covered his GPS tracking. So no one knew where Stone Cold was. So technically he couldn't get off the island, but he could, he could have hit out. He could have just laid low. So what say you about that? You know, he wanted to make the phone call. I got that part, but they couldn't find him. And after all, but the that, thing was going to detonate after thirty hours, no matter what. Well, okay, I, I'm just saying it was, it was kind of a funny thing to see that that he covered his GPS. They couldn't find him, but he could have like laid low for the next twenty hours by the safe house, and then just kind of showed up like I'm here, get me out of here, or whatever the case well, they, may be. They took care of that because he took too long. Because she, she's the reason. Like he's trying to give her the number straight away. And and by the way, T.W. Stone Stone Cold is a simp. How are you gonna take care of two kids that ain't your own? I don't like this stuff. I don't like that message. I'm sorry. I don't he like that. Like he's his own boys. But more, like Maury Povich said, you are not the father. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, you know, you, you're trying to give me this. I got the part where that's his girlfriend. I got that love part. But come on, I, I bet you that he. I bet you she cheated on him, and those kids were already born when he was already doing his special ops thing, and he had to take. He had to take care of kids that wasn't even his. I'm just saying that. That's my conspiracy theory, but neither here nor there. So but she's divorced with two children. Then you hear the memo. No, no, he, he, she was cheating with him while the the paperwork was wasn't signed, and then she got pregnant. You know, trying to save the marriage. I know how it goes. I've seen Young and the Rest Anchor all babies. the time. Yes, anchor they're babies. anchor babies. They were anchor babies. <laughs> Let's keep it real. TW. But here's Let's the thing. Real. They make it out like she's some broke ass chick. Yeah, she's got the damn Dallas Fort Fort Worth ranch that takes them 20 minutes to drive the driveway to get to her house. And she thinks she's gone at this point. So when he pulls up, she should be like, who the hell is this? Instead, mm -hmm. she's like, it's Stevie. It's my boy, Stevie. Mm -hmm. Don't go pimp. 
Here's another faux pas I have, T.W., and I have to talk about the FBI a little bit and the girlfriend, you could say. she, The FBI somehow, some way, finds, knows about this viral video that's going to happen, but yet they can't track him. They can't do anything about that. You know what I'm saying? It, it's kind of funny. Then the girlfriend is, is talking with the FBI agent. We already know, again, he's a special ops guy. He was doing black ops shit. That the U.S. is not gonna, you know, co-sign. We had no part. We have no. We don't know what he was doing. He was working on his own. He is his own man. He's his own. He's life. Tom Cruise, Mission he, Impossible. He's Mission Impossible. I get that, T.W. But again, you know, you don't. Do you remember Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee? It's like five years old. Right, but you remember, you remember him going into the island, and then at the end. The, the, you know, the Navy came after the island. He he kicked ass. This is the same thing. Stone Cold is in the island. The FBI is watching him. Yeah, there's no him. one left to arrest. <laughs> right. The FBI is watching him do this shit for 30 hours. Then after all the shit, then they, then they rescue him. I'm just like, that's Enter the Dragon right there, too. What say you, TW? Are we talking about the finish yet? We can talk about anything. We, we're talking about everything. Because they make it out like he died. Because he comes floating back up to the top. There's another plot hole. Uh, I ain't never seen a motherfucker drown come right to the top the second they landed in the water. So everyone thought he was well, dead. Well, you know what? Let, let's talk about the main event, so to speak. And it's Stone Cold Steve Austin against the Asian assassin and Vinnie Jones. It's two-on-one. Technically, it was three-on-one because the black chick was trying to sneak in, you know, trying to get a quick kill on Steve Austin. But then, you know, she got shot by the bow and arrow. Then she just said, fuck it, I, I can't I can't live. So she blew herself up. I don't know why. She could have made it. Who knows? She but had a fucking arrow through her back. I don't care. You you still got to try. There's money on the line here. Paco wouldn't go anywhere because his leg hurt. Well, Paco was was already disheveled because his wife was already dead. So he he was already a defeated Yeah, but he wanted man. him and Austin to kill those two mother eagles. You can help me. We'll kill these motherfuckers. He's laid there crying. That's a one. That's a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. Ain't gonna matter. So what say you about the? Oh, they killed my baby. They treat her like an animal. Look, no, no. you got sympathy for your girl. You murdered uh, people on the street. Yeah. So what say you about the main? You know, like, the one thing about the main event, and actually the whole movie, TW, is for Stone Cold Steve Austin, his responsibility as the lead actor. I hate to say this, maybe you might disagree with me, but again, this is my humble opinion. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger has those one-liners. I'll be right. back and all of that stuff. Do you think Steve Austin needed a one-liner in this movie to kind of like, for me to, to to have some kind of niche for the for the wrestling fan or whatever? He doesn't have to say, and that's the bottom line. Or I anything. think that's my favorite part of the movie was that I just took Austin serious as that role. I didn't, I didn't question him. I didn't think he was acting. I didn't think it was Steve Austin on Monday Night Raw. I just felt like I was watching this guy do his thing, and I didn't feel like it was overacting, underacting, and I never even thought about one-liners. And I'm trying to go in my head. He said gracias, or the other guy said gracias to him. He said, you're welcome, and walked away. Like, it was no nonsense. I liked it. Mm -hmm. No, um, I'm just saying, so you don't think he needed a one-liner to, like, have that hook in the movie? No. Or no. was it, to you, that would be cheesy? It would be cheesy. It would be right up there if he started clotheslining people. 
damn it, maybe we maybe I wanted that. I wanted a clothesline and a one-liner to make this movie <laughs> feel real to me. I don't know. We're making it just more fun and, and enjoyable. I'm looking at it as he's trying to get the fuck out of wrestling, so he's not going to do stuff like that. Well, how are you going to get out of wrestling when you're doing a movie that's produced by WWE Films? That's just me. You're not out. You're still he probably, in. He probably thought he was going to get some money and then catapult up. Like, dude, Cena's on his way, and that dude made fucking that Firehouse movie with the dog. It, it's horrible. It's great. But, it's great. But neither here nor there. He but anyway. survived it. Yes, he survived it. But anyway, like you said, Steve Austin initially dies at the at the main event against him and Vinnie Jones. So he held his breath underwater, whatever the case may be. But we have to talk about at least the ending, TW, because we learned some things. The television producer is lying through his teeth. He knows that the, the government or whatever government is coming to arrest him. He's going to leave his production team out to dry. He was going to get the helicopter himself. He was going to escape with his number one henchman. But then Vinnie Jones had other plans. Well, that so was the one-liner. I'm going to kill you too, sweetheart. <laughs> That's the one-liner. Oh, Steve Austin? Yeah. You call that a one-liner? Oh, okay. It well. was, it was, uh, he goes, I'm going to kill, he goes, it ain't over yet. I'm going to kill you. And I'm going to kill you too, sweetheart. Oh, okay. So let's say you about the end where Vinnie Jones, kind of like you said, he might have no conscience. But at least you can have empathy for him for the decision he made. He killed the whole production crew. Right. Shot him up. And, and he said something very important for him doing it. He's like, I didn't do anything to anybody that didn't deserve it. They were all here, especially that one punk dude that was like Jesse from uh, Walking or Breaking Bad. He was mm -hmm. like, I love this shit. And the girl that got it, I love my job. Like those two specifically. But then you had innocent people that were just there on production. But he asked him, do you like watching this shit? And that kid wouldn't say yeah. And then he goes, -da 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 -da. I just want to know how he had 472 bullets in one gun. That's all I want to know. Thought oh. Biden took those guns away. No. Did you know that there were, those were printed guns? Those are 3D printed guns. So, you know, they, they were way ahead of its time. So they kept in printing the bullets. Yes, they were printing bullets. But it, neither here nor there. <laughs> but I give you this, TW, because I agree with you on the rush. By the time Stone Cold Steve Austin gets to the, the safe house, if you will, the television production, he just bucks Vinnie Jones. After all the stuff he did. That was another one-liner. That was another one-liner. Which one? Vinnie goes on this whole fucking promo about how they're the same. He goes, sounds like you had a pretty tough life. Good thing it's over. <laughs> did, did, you, did you feel like that was a rush kill to get to him like that? Or did you no, think no, just no, because he had to find that dude going to the helicopter. Vinny was bad guy number two. Vinny okay. is Destro. He still mm -hmm. got to find Cobra Commander. Okay, I'm just saying, like, I, I was, I'm with you with the rush. I thought that the ending, by the time he gets to, to kill Vinny Jones, was rush. The, the television producer, we could talk about it right now. That's not rush. That's here's, that's here's a, the that's other karma. thing. Here's the other thing. Every time he fought Vinny, he fought him a couple times. Every time Vinny had weapons, all he had was Wonder Woman's bracelets, apparently, because everything kept chinging off of his shit. So mm -hmm. when he finally had a gun, it was good night, Irene. So I, I think that all came together well. And okay. uh, and and he knew that guy was pure evil. That's why he said, we're nothing alike. We have nothing right. in common. Um, and then so at the climax, you could say, Stone Cold finally catches up to the helicopter and the other lady producer, like you said, who had the blonde lady producer. I thought that was had his a girlfriend. 
thought that was we, that guy's We girl. thought that was a girlfriend, or we thought that they had some history, but they didn't. She just had a conscience. Like, she didn't, right. like you said, she signed up for something different, but the rape just triggered her. So either right. she was a snowflake. So she gave Stone Cold the other uh, bomb. He threw it at the helicopter. It triggered off, and boom, the helicopter goes down, and Steve Austin is scot-free. He's a free man, and, and the ending is not only cheesy, but also rushed because, you know, he gets to the ranch house with his girlfriends there. No hugs, no nothing, just a smile, and then I thought that was him. a cool ending. Like no, you, know about to, you know they're about to go back. My man, my man went thirty hours on an island, bleeding, almost died, and then you end the movie without him hugging the girlfriend. Because you know they're about to bang. I want to see the bang. That's the sequel see. that never I'm, happened. There is a condemned too. Actually, when I searched for condemned, there was a condemned too. No, there is a condemned too with Randy Orton from two thousand fifteen. And you still? Oh, then you knew it was in uh, WWE films. I of think. Course. So, so it's just the little nuances that I like. When that thing got thrown into the helicopter, A, I was glad Austin didn't run up that damn hill and jump on the arm, the landing gear of the helicopter and get in there and fight on the helicopter. That's what yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme would do. That's what Stallone right. would do. That's right. what Schwarzenegger Which would do. Which is why I was glad he didn't do it. B, I liked that it was the girl giving him Vinny's uh, thing and pulled the pen out again and, and he threw it. But mm -hmm. right before all of that, he shot up the thing, but he didn't hit any vitals on the helicopter. Mm -hmm. That dude buckled up. So when he threw the thing in there five minutes later, he couldn't reach it to throw it off because the seatbelt had him pinched in, and he was panicking. It's like when they set up a table next to the ring, and then mm -hmm. you forget about it, and then five minutes later, guy's in the top rope and gets drop kicked, and he falls. You think he's going to the floor, and he, he falls through the table that they set up five minutes earlier. That mm -hmm. was very, very well done, and that's what I mean. It, they they absolutely get an A for effort for me, other than the rushing. It, I don't think it's a bad movie at all. It could have been okay. a better writing, you know, but, but we knew what was going on. I think we both can agree that even the stuff that was rushed, we could read between the lines. Like, yeah. the blonde was probably raped when she was younger and that's why she doesn't like it the, mm -hmm. the head cameraman had a crush on her and that's why he turned but then he turned on her when he goes i'm gonna finish the movie and then he goes he, want, he wanted the money he wanted the, right. the percentage money so over uh, ass is what he wanted so you know that percentage that that percentage of the gate after 40 million at 50 bucks a pop he was gonna get yeah. like five or ten percent of that that's so that 200 million dollars yeah, so he, if he got ten percent. That's twenty million dollars. I do it too. I get rid of. I don't need ass. Whenever I got twenty million, I get enough ass with. 20 I'll call million. you when I get my check. Yeah, there you go. So with that, plus being, by the way, you're also getting a check. So let's go. So, so with that being said, before we close, TW, if you can We're do an abbreviation, we got an unboxing. Yes. After we finish up the movie, but we are technically finished. So what say you, TW? Let's grade this movie. I'm gonna give it a. <laughs> And because it was WWE films, there are certain rush plots or, or rush holes, you could say, with this. So I'm going to be nice. I'm going to give it a C plus. I would have given it a B minus, but I give it a C plus because, again, there's certain things that I like. Maybe I needed the one liner. Maybe I'm very uh, spoiled, if you will, with what Stallone and Jean-Claude Van Damme and Schwarzenegger does as their with them being action stars and what I expect out of an action star. So I didn't get totally that 
from Stone Cold Steve Austin. I got him being the henchman. I got him. I got a henchman, Stone Cold Steve Austin, as the lead guy. I didn't get the. I didn't get the action movie star totally. That's why I give it a C plus. I'm giving it an absolute down the middle C. And I actually was gonna do that even before your C plus because I thought you know what. I liked Austin in it. I liked Vinnie Jones in it. I liked the concept of it. I liked uh, um, the the filming of it. It didn't look like a B movie, like horrible cam, one camera angle, shaky mm-hmm. cam. Uh, the blonde, I told you before we went to record, she just was kind of like just a, just another blonde. When, but she was smoking hot at the end. Whether she really was happy to see Stone Cold, and so she was glowing, I don't know. But she was smoking hot at the end. So I like all that. But I don't think this is a movie I'm watching ever again. So so Well, if, you if got it, it on Blu-ray, so you right. can probably I'm gonna watch, watch it. Again. The, the cheapo in me is going to watch it on my Blu-ray just to give it. Plus, I missed him. So I missed that guy falling on the rock. And I still want to know where the 10th guy went, damn it. But, and uh, with your Blu-ray, you got extended scenes or yes, deleted scenes. Yes. So go ahead. So I would that. say I, I'm not mad I watched it. I enjoyed it. But it could have been so much better. And so a C means A for effort, E for rushing it, meet in the middle, C. There, there you go. So with that being Austin, said, I give an A. I give Austin and Vinnie Jones absolute A+. Plus. Both of them guys, neither one of them made me feel like I was watching uh, a movie. I felt like I was watching two dudes, really, that just happened to have a camera on them. And I thought they were both – they weren't over the top. They weren't overacting. They weren't – you know, I, Vinnie Jones was really, really good to me. So uh, he's probably higher. He was a Austin. he was a good antagonist. So yeah, you know, you I, needed I, a- I think they both did a good job. The rest of them, that cameraman, I think he's in Jurassic Park, uh, but he's in a lot. He's always an asshole in every movie he's in. Uh, mm-hmm. So for him to be the guy with a conscience in this movie was different, but good for him. But one thing I gotta say. If you're mm-hmm. a fan of Game of Thrones, if you're a fan of Walking Dead, if you're a fan of uh, Breaking Bad, uh, one of the new things in in the 2000 teens was shows coming out where nobody was safe, where mm-hmm. anybody could die any week. Obviously, in the end, you know, there were a handful of people that were never going to die. But you don't know that week to week because so many people die and some of them you think are absolutely untouchable and they die right when you think they're the most important on the show. Uh, Oberon on game of Thrones. Couldn't believe he died when he did. But anyways, this movie's like that. Like you, and, and people, not only do they die, they die and you don't Are even them. talk about them again. They're just on to the next scene. Uh, two of the well, they blew being, they blew up. So you know that. Well, that's, no, no. That's I'm the talking about death. the cameraman. I'm talking oh, about okay. the co-producer where he says sweetheart. I'm talking about, uh, well, they got the, bucked. <laughs> right. Uh, mm-hmm. The people in the production room that get whacked by by Vinny when he comes in there. So, mm-hmm. and I love how Austin killed that guy. He just punched him and then put it right under him and just went boom, boom, boom. You see the bullets come out of his back. And I also got a note. $20 million budget. $5 million went to Austin. $5 million went to the song that they played when the two met up at the end because it's Nickelback. And all I thought was, where the fuck did they get money to put Nickelback songs in this movie? Hey, Vince McMahon is a billionaire for a reason. But with that being said, we close on the- No, no! No, but I got to say this first, and then I was going to intro it to you. See, you think I wanted you to say the social media. Not yet, not yet. Tranquilo, tranquilo. We close on the segment of the PWR at the movies, and now 
before he goes on his booze cruise, before he goes on his orgy cruise, he's got one unboxing to do. And here is TW before he gives out those socials. So go ahead, TW, give out the abbreviated version of the pro wrestling unboxing. All right. Well, this came in the mail yesterday. Dolph Ziggler, dirty dog, so I can, I can put him with uh, Bobby Roode, Robert mm -hmm. Roode. All right, spoiler card. I'm not going to read it. And the first shirt looks like it's going to be your boy. Adam Page. Ooh, I think the other shirt's my other boy. Well, the camera's not following you. Yeah. It's a black one. Oh, Eddie Guerrero. Nice. Eddie Guerrero. I thought that shit was going to say Latino Heat. It says Eddie Guerrero. Probably because of copyright reasons. No, that's that's the 2000 shirt when he was fired from the, the, the WWF. Oh. And who's this? Oh. It's a nice shirt, but. Uh. Who is it? Mercedes Monet. Not bad. I was, hoping that, I was hoping that was Cameron Grimes, damn it. Hey, it's still about money. You got the female Thank kit. Thank the Lord. This what? piece of trash is just a sticker. Uh, Eddie Kingston. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. This is a good unboxing. I think you're three for three. It's Coco Beware. I couldn't tell if it was the Godfather. I got me some Coco Beware socks, baby. Dude, is you, did he do it again? What? Another Ric Flair uh, bobblehead? No, I think it's a good thing now. Jericho Appreciation Society button. Okay. Awesome. Oh, boy. I got a sweet micro brawler. It's not the chase, but. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Not bad. I like that one. Right here with the other one. And that means this last thing. I was going to be mad if it was a comic book again. Because this is my second. If this isn't him, I'm going to be furious. But sometimes you get two. This feels heavy. Maybe I got two. Nope. Just one. This better be him. And I'm so confident that it is him. I do it upside down. CM Punk I, comic? I know he's supposed to be in this box. And this would mm. be a good thing to get if it's not a shirt. You it's got, what you, the got fuck? Justin, you got just incredible. Dude, Adam, Adam Cole is supposed to be in the next box. I, hey, that's maybe that's the next box. Who knows? Let's see. Let's see this garbage. You got a just incredible. That's not bad. Dude, <laughs> my email said Adam Cole was the next box. I'm very angry. That sucks. All if right. you don't have the proof, then it never existed. And with that being I got, said, I think I'm are a, you I'm done? A, you got, I, any, you got another review? When I finally come to New York, I'm bringing you a damn Just Incredible 8x10. Well, give it to me. I don't care. I'll, I'll like it. I'm an ECW mark. And with that being oh. said... We close on this PWR at the movies, and we also close on the unboxing of TW's Pro Wrestling Crate box. And I'm going to say it was a very successful box unrevealing, even though he did, <laughs> he wanted an Adam Cole somehow, somewhere. I guess he wanted a picture. I wanted an Adam Cole or Ricky Steamboat thing. Oh, you wanted a micro brawl of Adam Cole. I don't think that yeah, was because I didn't buy the one at the show. Well, it was first in line, and then it was sold out by the time I went to go buy it. It's still early in 2023. You never know. So with that being said, TW, give out those socials so we can get out of here and so you can go on your booze cruise. We'll be yeah. back in what, two weeks, TW? Yeah. Yes, or you're just yeah. saying, 
Okay, so we'll be no, back in two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Okay. Not next week. The week after. The week after. All righty then. So Hami Media Group can be found at Hami Media Group at Podbean.com or channelattitude.com. Our Twitter, of course, is at PW Reflection. Uh, we said if I mention them, I uh, would say his thing. Travis Volts is at Nuts and Volts, V O E L T Z P W. Uh, Big Ray Hernandez can't do it without him. Every single social media thing out there, you can find him at Big Ray Hernandez. So if you're a Facebook or Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, uh, Instagram, or uh, Grinder, at Big Ray Hernandez is what you're looking for. And then, and then. JB messaged us saying he loved this movie. He didn't come on the show, but at the P1JB. Uh, for me, Instagram and one of my Twitters, at TommyWonder19. Snapchat's number wonder. Facebook.com backslash TommyWonder. And then my other Twitters and TikTok are at the TommyWonder. Uh, dumb, dumb, doing an idiot. Uh, false promises. But just don't sleep on us. We're going to do it one day. And then Big Vito and his wife, Noelle. You can find them at bigvetobrand.wixsite.com and patreon.com backslash the Big Vito brand. Like I always tell you, but I'm adding one this week. You can watch an early release of this video, which if you're hearing it now, it's going to have to be the next one. Uh, but every week it goes early on twitch.tv backslash the Big Vito brand. And obviously other stuff is on there besides our show, but you can support Big Vito and, and Noel there. Alrighty, and you can follow me on my Twitter at PWSOPRF, that's PWSOPROF, and if this gets uploaded by 8-Track Brown, this will be on the PWSO Networks on the YouTubes, follow my brothers in arms, Billy Ray Valentine, the man with the documents at ob one you know me and 8-Track Brown, the king of the reactions at the number 8-T-R-A-C Brown, so we'll be back in two weeks, I don't know what we're going to do, so I got some time to think about it. I'm probably going to have to go episodic again, because again, I want to reach that elusive 200, I'm you know, I can, I can smell it. I can smell it. I gotta climb the mountain to get to 200. I'm very obsessed. I'm Chevy Chase National Lampoon's vacation obsessed. I want to get there. It's about the journey. 200 is the professor's wally world. I need it. <laughs> I want it. I have to have it. So maybe we might go episodic, or maybe I might just throw a curveball. We'll do a spotlight. Who knows? I keep you on your toes, reflection. Nice. I keep you on your toes. And with that being said, I'm the professor Chabelle Cruz. That's Mr. Wonderful, dum dum do it on the Iron Stomach one. Tommy one is saying good night, and we'll see you in dos weeks with a new episode of the PWR. Dos semanas. Yes, at the PWR podcast at the PWSO networks at powerbeam.com. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. See you, see you, port side, brother. He said that. No, I said it. Oh, okay. I, I, you know, I don't remember <laughs> all these one-liners. <laughs>